Welcome to this episode of Hustle & Pro. I'm your host, Kelly Walker. Today, our guest is former NFL player Cedric Thornton. He was uh, played for the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Bills, the 49ers, and he's one of our Frisco friends and neighbors. So I'm excited to talk to him and let you guys hear his story and what he's up to today. All right, Cedric, first of all, thank you for sitting down with me. I, I know you're busy and I know you've got a lot going on here. We're in your gym. We're going to talk about that a little bit too, but I appreciate your time. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. I want to rewind a little bit first and go back to like your foundation of sports and you know youth sports like as you were going into high school what did that look like for you and even like your family dynamics with sports growing up. I got you. So thank you Miss Kelly Walker for having me. Uh, so I guess backtracking let's backtrack this thing and go back to who is Cedric Darrell Thornton. Uh, Cedric Darrell Thornton he's a he's a middle child. He, he has two sisters. Uh, we added a, a third sister uh, from from one of my cousins that uh, had a younger kid when she was at a, a younger age. So now I got three sisters. Uh, the names of my sisters are Olivia, Tammy, and Ariel. Ariel is still in high school. She's 11th grade, about to be a senior next year. Uh, my oldest sister, uh, she used to work in sports management. She works for my agency. And my youngest sister, she's a, a school teacher uh, in Maumelle, Arkansas. Arkansas. I was gonna say I, I couldn't remember Arkansas. Wow. Yeah, and then I got two older brothers. Uh, one of my brothers are a cowboy. I went to college with him, and one of my other brothers are deceased. Uh, he's we was real close, but uh, you know life happens and ups and downs. Pretty sure everybody's gonna go through them. Yeah. Uh, my mom is a minister, and she also is an author. She wrote a book called uh, Purpose and Everything. Uh, it's on Amazon. Uh, you can purchase this book. She's super smart. Um, and then she also wrote a kid book called Annie's Hope. Her name is Angela, and he is symbolic to her as a, being a younger kid. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's on Amazon. You can go get these books. She's really good at what she does. My dad is a pastor, and he also runs this tire company in Arkansas called A&A, uh, well, A&T, Allen & Thornton Company uh, Tires. He does this daily, uh, but we're, we're from a small town called Star City. Uh, 1,500 people. Oh, yeah. Uh, the sports background goes to, I had an older brother, kind of smaller. He, he liked football, uh, but he's always was small and always pushed to the back of the bunch. And since he liked it, I loved it because I wanted to be everything he did. And I stood up for him because he wasn't as big as I was. You were bigger. Yeah. yeah. And that what made me want to want to play football because he loved it and he couldn't. And I wanted to show him that we yeah. could do it together. What was the age difference? How much older? He's was probably like a year and a half, maybe okay. two years older than me. Okay. Yeah. So in a small town then, you probably got to play a lot of sports and you probably got to play on the same team as him. A lot then. So I didn't actually get to play on the same team. Oh, you did? I wanted to. Uh -huh. The year I was supposed to play on the same team as him, he kind of quit football and was kind of working. So he was yeah. a hardworking man. He he bought his first car at 16, you know, a candy red Nova. If anybody know about cars, yeah. you know, a Nova is kind of cool, kind of expensive. So he, he worked his butt off. And also our upbringings um, allowed us to do labor work. So he was the first guy I seen chop cotton. And I chopped cotton because I wanted to chop, be like him. Right. And I did it for one day. He did it for a couple of years. I did it for one day. So chopping cotton was hard. Uh, but we grew up picking peas, et cetera. So we grew up doing things that these kids these days have no clue about and would definitely run away from. Yeah. yeah. I asked about the if you got to play with him because my sister's older than me, about a year and a half, too. And that's some of my best sports memories growing up that we got to play, like on little league teams and like not school. Well, a little bit of school, too. But I loved that, that I was like, on the same team with her yeah. and I followed her you know same thing followed her followed her to college also and we did all of our intramurals together through college too but that makes a big impact you know especially yeah. in the sports that we got to play together and 
families coaching us and all that good stuff. So. I wish. I ain't, I ain't had that opportunity. I wish. Uh, never got to play with him. Uh, obviously, never got to see him do anything because he was small. But, um, yeah, no, I didn't get the opportunity. So I know you're, you're looking up to him, but who are you watching, like, like on TV, sports, and who were you idolizing as, as an athlete when you were growing up? So my, fa my first football card was Barry Sanders. So I liked the Barry Sanders. And my brother, he liked the Emmitt Smith. Uh, ironic, because Emmitt Smith and Barry Sanders was pretty good at um, football. We still have them football cards to this day. I sent you a picture of it. Had my mom send it to me. Yeah. Uh, but Barry Sanders w was a guy I looked up to. Uh, basketball. I actually thought I was a basketball player before football even happened. Okay. Uh, we had this guy named Scotty Pippen. He's from Hamburg, Arkansas, and he, we grew up about 45 to oh, 30 really? minutes, depending on how you're driving. Yeah. And we watched TV to see Scotty Pippen, and we just happened to see Michael Jordan. Uh, so when we was growing up, we wanted to be Scotty. Yeah. And everybody was raising, you know, hell about Michael. Right, and, right, right. Yeah. So. I know uh, Scotty did. Scotty got dimmed. His light got dimmed because of Jordan. But, yeah. But yeah. But Jordan wouldn't have been as good as he was without him, obviously. Nah. Well, Scotty yeah. and, and Barry was the people that I looked up to. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you have mentors and stuff that you go through in high school. I had a guy named Gary Jones. Um, had a guy named uh, Randy Williams and Duke Hall. These some of these guys that ran the football before me and played football that was I thought was exceptional athletes. Mm -hmm. And I was younger, and I thought they was going pro. But, yeah, so them were some of the guys I looked up to. Uh, another role model of mine was Coach Buck James. Coach Buck James has a legacy in Arkansas as one of the best high school coaches ever. He coached me in high school, and he gave me an opportunity to go to San Antonio to go to this all-star game uh, at the Alamo Dome. Yeah. My first time ever really traveling outside of Arkansas, and he showed me a different side of football that was intriguing to me. And also I got to the all-star game, and I saw Deshaun Jackson, and Deshaun Jackson was playing on this team. I seen him turn a flip from the five-yard line, and some of these things are very pivotal because they motivated me to want to go to the All-Star game. They motivated yeah. me to want to go to the next level. You saw more than mm -hmm. you got to see in your hometown. And I stay yeah. in, in Texas, and as I run it, because when I was passing through Texas going to San Antonio, I was like, one day I'm going to stay here. It's so beautiful. Yeah. You know, I like the houses. I like the setup. And now I'm here in yeah. one of these neighborhoods. And I think about it all the time. But and that's was, what you saw on your trip, that your coach, your coach made all that happen. Yep. Yeah, like you would have never, you know, I'm from not that small of a town, but but a small town and until you until somebody lets you get out of there you don't know Facts. right what else is out there yeah. so he pushed you or or opened that world up to you Facts. i had no intentions on going to the next level until i seen that opportunity i wanted to go but that motivated me more when i seen that so you're right all Just, right so then let's talk about that next level um well i mean if you're talking high school so there's a college level too but i want to talk about your nfl experience and like what are there's a lot, I'm sure, but what are your main takeaways from from playing with the Eagles and living in Philly and how either that impacted you or how you impacted that situation? So, so I can't really talk about the Eagles without talking about the Mule Riders. So we'll go back to mascots uh, right now. Okay. Uh, high school mascot, Bulldogs. Uh, college mascot, Mule Riders, Southern Arkansas University. Why do I want to talk about the college experience? Because of Shane Tollison, a guy named Shane Tollison I met in college. Uh, before I met Shane Tollison, I met Kendall Hill. Kendall Hill was my first D-line coach. He was a Q-Dog at Southern Arkansas University. He went to school at Southern Arkansas University. He kind of gave me this, this story about Southern Arkansas, the history and everything behind it, and made me want to leave my, my legacy at Southern Arkansas University. He coached me for one year. Then the next year, I ran into Coach Shane Tollison, which was the running back coach before he was the defensive line coach at our, at our university. How ironic is that? I don't know how he became my coach, but he brought me in. 
and I used to stay with Coach Shane Tollison. Uh, everybody went home for the summer. Coach Shane Tollison made me stay with him. He made me put peanut butter on my waffles. He made me put peanut butter on everything I, I freaking ate. Yeah. And he told me that I was going to the NFL. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, he's he's a high school coach in Texas. So he won a state championship in Den Ryan. Uh, he won. Now he's the head coach at Wasahatchee. So they 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 real close to me, and I still keep in contact with them. Yeah. So he was one of the reasons that I made it to the next level from college. Without him, do you think that you thought that was in your sights at all? Like, was that on your radar? Yeah, so when I went to college, I went to a D2 school. Mm -hmm. So how many D2 schools, I mean, players make it to college? Right. I mean, um, to the pros, not too many. Right. So I was kind of sure where I was going. I was that kid on campus, like, I'm going to the NFL. And all my peers was like, you know, nobody ever goes to the NFL from D2. Yeah. And I was like, watch, I'm going to the NFL. So I was very sure of my accomplishment. I was very, I had a drive. Uh, I had, I know I had a nice opportunity because I was so athletic. Yeah. Yeah, so I always knew I was going to go. But I don't think that without his impact or without his influence or without his motivation to keep me working out during the summers, I don't think I'll be where I'm at right yeah. now. Yeah, again, pushing you. Without him. Somebody pushing you Facts. farther than you would have gone by yourself. All right, you mentioned that coach, I think you said D-line and running backs coach. Um, talk to me, though, about how your position's changed and how important it is maybe to get to the next level and to be open to being flexible and learning to, to be what they need you to be. I like that. I like that. So we didn't forget about the Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to go oh, back there. Oh, sorry. No, we're going to get back there. She didn't skip it. We're going to get back there. But I like where she's going. So she wanted me to talk about my different positions. Uh, so I never was a D-line. In high school, I played running back. I played receiver. I played cornerback, which is a nickel position. So I played all the skilled positions. And then when I went to college, they told me I was too slow to play these positions that I've been playing my whole life. So they moved me to the opposite side of football, to the defensive side. So I was optimistic about the situation. And I was like, you, you mean to tell me that I'm running forward and they're backpedaling? Your whole life, and you you've trained for the other side. Yeah. But they're, I'm going forward and they're backpedaling. You think they're going to beat me? And I took that as a challenge. Like, I will never get blocked by somebody that's backpedaling, don't know what's behind them, uh, and me being athletic going forward. I think it's kind of hard for somebody to beat me. So I, I took that challenge. But being athletic, being a running back, being a receiver, it helped me because I was more athletic than everybody. Uh, throughout my whole college NFL career, I always had a ball. During pregame, I was the only defense alignment with a ball, like a running back in my hand. Uh, I just knew I was an athlete. So yeah. it, was, it was pretty fun playing D-line in the NFL and in college. I had fun. I dominated. I, there was not a day that I didn't want to go to practice because I knew I was going to dominate. When they first, when you first knew you had to go to the other side of the ball, was there a day that you thought, I'm not going to be able to learn that? Was there ever a moment of doubt there? No, nah, because on offense, you, 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 you are like a, 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 a target. You're like a, a, a pinata. Yeah. So you yeah. get hit, you know, your target practice. Uh, on defense, you get to hit people not only do you get to hit people you get to hit them as hard as you want to so if you're kind of scared of contact you get to grab them and lay them on the ground but if you embrace contact you get to hit them as hard as you want to and stand over them and let them know yeah. but me i love pain i love hitting people and i love football i love i love hitting people so you're like whatever you need me to do i, lo I love losing I'll figure it out i love i love i love why the do fact you love losing I, I just love the fact that there's an opportunity for me to get my my behind whooped and then i gotta find out a solution you know, to that problem, and I love problem solving. You know what I'm saying? I was the one that, in geometry, just showed me the formula, and then give me a problem, and I'll try to do it over and over and over again, yeah. you know, until I get a solution. So in football, like, when I failed, it kind of hurt me. It kind of brought tears to my eyes. It kind of brought me to a point in my life that I was down, and I was like, this is the point where I got to find out how to get out. You know what I'm saying? Do yep. you sink or do you swim? And you I like always, the challenge. I, I like to swim.
I, yeah. but I can't swim. But I'm saying I like, I, I would swim over sinking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, you'll figure it out. Like, yeah. what's, what do I got to figure out? How am I going to go work to figure out how to get out of this? Same with my preparing tomorrow's athlete business. Yes. Okay. Preparing tomorrow's athlete. That's what I want to talk about next. Well, we skipped over the Eagles, yeah. but for, okay, we're going to take a quick break so that I can do my sponsor break. When we come back, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on the NFL stuff, but I, I do want to hear how all of this comes together with what you do today still in football and in sports. This yeah. episode right. is brought to you by The Pit, performance indoor training. The Pit has three training and entertainment complexes in the DFW area that offer both indoor and outdoor elite soccer training. The Pit offers league play for co-ed, youth, and adult leagues. And for training, the Junior Academy is for ages 2 through 6, plus the Pit Soccer Academy for ages 5 plus. And goalkeeper training is offered as well. To learn more about the Pit Frisco, Plano, or Roanoke, head to performanceindoortraining.com. This episode is sponsored by Tumbleweed Textiles. Tumbleweed Textiles t-shirts, hats, tanks, sweatshirts, collared shirts, plus houseware items, and so much more are authentically Texan. Their unique designs are hand-drawn and inspired by Texas music, history, food, and fun. Find the latest from Tumbleweed Textiles online at shoptwt.com, or better yet, visit the Tumbleweed Textiles flagship store in the heart of the Rail District on Main Street in Frisco, Texas. And now back to the show. All right, we're back with Cedric Thornton. All right, Cedric, we talked about the Eagles, but we didn't talk about the Eagles. So I know you were a leader on that team and some others, I think. So tell me what that what was that like? Like were you chosen by teammates? Were you chosen by coaches? What did you make your impact? How did you make your impact as a leader in the NFL? So if you're looking at impact and leadership, you want you want you want you want what you're saying to resonate. Not only resonate, but you want it to linger. You want it to ponder for a, a long period of time. So if I go back and look at my career with the Eagles, uh, Fletcher Cox, uh, Brandon Graham, uh, Lane Johnson, uh, some of these guys that are still having a Jason Kelsey, some of these guys that are still having an impact on the Eagles were some of the guys that I was leaders with, and I also was leaders too. Uh, so I just look at my impact in Philly to be still going on. So I can say that I had a good leadership role there. Uh, also, I went to the Cowboys, uh, Zeke, uh, Dak Prescott, all these guys that, uh, that you know that have a high name and that was on the Cowboys when I was there. I was their captain as well. And I had pivotal conversations with them about leadership and things like that. So now I can still see my leadership pondering with the Cowboys. Uh, also with the Buffalo Bills, I went down there, ran into a couple guys like Shaq Lawson, uh, who's still playing for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, ran into Cal Williams, which was a good leader of mine, but I also was a leader uh, for the Buffalo Bills as well. And then I had an opportunity to go to San Fran, uh, did mentorship, never played it down for San Fran except for preseason in Houston and a couple other um, cities that we played in during the preseason. But I, but I had opportunity to get in front of the mass there. And when I got in front of the mass, it was very impactful. Uh, so some of them guys like Jordan Matthews, uh, uh, Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa was a rookie of mine's where when I went there and mm -hmm. gave him some consulting about football, he was there in the room listening. Kevin Givens, uh, some of these guys that was that's still there now making an impact. So I can say leadership for me means continuing to add value even when you don't have presence. Even when you're gone. Yeah, yeah. so I, I see myself as a good leader in the NFL. And a lot of that is, everything you just said is off the field stuff. I know there's, you know, different football side of stuff, but but it's off the field stuff, right? And so that is probably what, when you're done playing, you carried on 
into your regular life. Yeah. So you, I think you, that's what you still do, but with a different generation of athletes. So tell me, we're, we're sitting in this gym, your gym here in uh, West Frisco, but tell me, tell me what you do now and why. So I do, I, do, I do some of the similar things that I was doing with them. So if you can't be a leader to somebody that you can't relate to. So I would not even look at football when I was leading these NFL players. I would look at, I had a brother that died. Uh, who did you have that died close to you? The hard stuff. Uh, all the stuff that didn't matter about football. I was able to relate to them, and that's how you have relationships. So coming in here with these kids and children of Frisco that come in my building, I have a lot of kids that nobody really put air in their balloons. You know, and I was that kid. I was a chubby kid that everybody made fun of, and you know, because I was wearing my dad clothes in eighth grade, and I was a bigger kid. You know, they call me chubby, they call me uh, sweaty Bob, because I was fat and I used to sweat a lot. But I, but I can relate to some of these kids that come into my building because they too are gonna get overlooked, or they too gonna get picked last when we're playing pickup ball or we're playing toss the ball at recess. So now I come in and I be like, you matter. I give them the air in the balloon that they need to thrive and to accomplish the things that they have. So my leadership on, off the field is the same as it was on the field because I can relate not only to my peers, but um, to their children that they're bringing me. And that's the name, Preparing Tomorrow's Athletes. Preparing that's the name of this athletes. gym. Or is this called a gym? What do you call it? Program? What is it? I call it a program. Okay. I call it, it's a gym. It, we Obviously, we got a station. And I think a gym is a stationary place. So you can, you can call it a gym. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the physical room we're in. You, you can see behind you there's basketball hoops and I'll put some stuff up on the screen when we're talking but um, you're the, doing some football in here because I see the turf you're doing some weights and some strength yeah but the descriptive perception would probably be an academy mm -hmm. I would say the preparing part the, yeah. the, the, the developing with these kids and yeah, helping them the, the preparing part right. is more about I've, I'm 34 so I've lived what these kids have, have gone to now it's my job to let them know hey there's trouble ahead and prepare them for that. Or these situations that they're going through in the school system right now where they don't have favor, I've already been there. And how do you separate yourself from being the one that's favored and the one that's not favored? If it's close, then nobody knows. So now you have to prepare properly so you can have that separation between you and your competition to leave no doubt that yep. you're the one that, that deserves that opportunity. That's so. special stuff, yeah. yeah. So I know that you talk about work ethic a lot. Like that is part of why you're here and what you want to talk to these kids about. I feel like when you were talking at the very beginning about your family and your brother, that's where that all came from. Work ethic. Yeah, uh, picking peas, mowing everybody, push mowing everybody yard in my community. Uh, so being how, a, how do you do that in a community like Frisco where these kids might not have the opportunity to work super hard in their lives? Like how are you like incorporating that real life stuff that you know and went through to kids like personal, I mean, I'm not talking about your own kids. I mean, personally, my kids don't have to do a whole, whole lot to survive in their everyday life in Frisco, you know? And so, um, so what, like, what kind of examples and things are you, are you seeing that they can do that you can instill worth work ethic in them? It's a long, it's a long-term goal of mine. Uh, so right now we're trying to establish this company to be known as developing athletes and putting them in better positions that they was before they came to us. Ideally, to make them their best version. Yeah. Uh, but my long-term goal was to prepare them for the future, like showing them how to tie ties, 
um, showing them how to change tires, uh, showing them how to do all the things that I knew how to do when I was a kid, grooming, you know, all the principles and morals and things that, that, it, that it takes to not only elevate yourself to the next level, but it, it takes you to be consistent in doing these things. So yeah. going into the future, that's what we're going to have here. We'll have, we'll have young ladies that come here to speak to our young ladies about proper grooming, uh, about the things that are going to happen in college, uh, et cetera. Anything mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's in, our sh in our future, in our sure future, we will have people here to help prepare them for that. I like the consistency part, because that's it. You can't just do something once and think you got it, or Facts. that that's a habit now and you're going to live like that. Like You have to work it and make it a part of your you. Yeah, right? we get it a lot. I get people coming here thinking I'm a magician, and they think it's micro microwave results. And I'm like, no, nah, it don't happen like that. Uh -uh. Although I know what I'm doing, this thing takes uh, work, and it takes consistent work day in and day out, and it's a rep thing. It's how many hours are you putting in? Yeah. You gotta have at least three hours of training a day. I saw you have somebody here that works on this uh, fear, and I, I wrote down, forget everything and run, or face everything and rise, you choose. Is hmm. that something you guys talk to your kids about? That is something that we talk to our kids about. Face uh, everything and rise. Face everything and rise. Yeah. I mean, and this, and that's, and that's, that's, that's the thing that we, we come in and we find out, that kids, they're not failures, but they're afraid to fail. They won't even give their, their self an opportunity to fail because of their peers or what they think their peers are gonna say about them. Yeah. So that's the fear and, and anxiety into these kids. Uh, we did one thing with our yep. group, and I learned from my kids a lot, and I watch them. But we did a thing where we opened dialogue conversation, and there were some kids that was bashful that didn't wanna talk, and it wasn't because they didn't know what to say, but they was afraid of what their peers would say mm -hmm. to their response. Yep. So yes, we do have that fear factor here, and we do try to attack them fears. And it's, it's not just physical. You know, it's a, it's a spiritual thing too, because there's meetings that go on in the head that put kids in denial state. So we're, we try to meet the kid where they're at, and where their confident level at, and what are they trying to accomplish, and some of the things that they haven't accomplished, and what do they think they should accomplish. So we meet the kid where they at, and we try to put them in that position to where they succeed. Right now, our goals is varsity basketball teams, varsity football teams, varsity soccer teams, just the varsity clubs at all at their school. And when the kids don't make it, it's the end of the world. But it's our job to let them know, I'm 34 and I've been in your situation. There's just because a school yeah. tells you no, a high school tells you no, there might be a college that tells you yes. So we have to keep working because one day our opportunity to come back again and we gotta yeah. be ready for it. That is tough. And I do think that, you know, around here in markets like this where there's so much competition and it takes a lot to make your high school team yeah. where we live, um, that that is, that is probably one of the challenges for our youth athletes is how hard it is to just to play, just to be able to play on these high level teams. Nice. And the failure when you don't get to that you've like, well, well, wait, my whole life I was a soccer player or a basketball player. Like, what am I supposed to do when this guy told me I couldn't? Like, how how do I even handle that? Because they, they think that's everything. Yeah, and, they, you know. they think it's in the world. So what I stress is jurisdiction. I tell them, I was like, you see that piece of property that your high school is on? That's how far it matters. That's it. When you leave, you can go to another place in Texas. Look how many colleges that you passed along the way. All you got to do is get one person to believe that you can accomplish something. Yeah. And they, they know that. So it's like, all I got to do is get one college to like me, get one college to like you. Yeah. You know how many colleges there is in the world? So we got our kids think, let, letting them know that just because it, you don't succeed in high school, don't mean you're a failure. Yeah, there's so many routes. Mm -hmm. There's so many ways to be whatever you want to be. Mm -hmm. um, 
and we we get stuck when the traditional way doesn't seem to work right Facts. we get really it's get it gets in our heads yeah everybody but with kids especially because everybody you know as they come up they oh you're gonna play this you're gonna play in high school oh you and then if something goes wrong or injuries whatever causes something to go wrong it can really derail them so yeah. i love it i love what you're doing here it keeps uh keeps somebody like you in front of the kids to help mm -hmm. have a sounding board and somebody that's walked through this life and is here for them. Yeah, we're, we're building a team though. So, I mean, I could lie to you and say that, oh, I'm doing everything myself, but it, it matters who you bring onto your team. So we bring a value. So for my basketball program, I have coach Bobby Miller. He's from Arkansas. We, we was raised together uh, coming up and uh, he's a great guy. He knows what he's doing in basketball. He helps me out a lot in basketball and football. Yeah. And then we, we added Coach Taron. Coach Taron helps with our basketball program. Uh, we added Coach Hub. Coach Hub and Coach Taron both uh, went overseas and played professional basketball. So they come in and they help. Uh, we added Rico Gathers. Uh, Rico Gathers, he's a guy that played with me for the Cowboys. Yeah, I was gonna say, that name sounds familiar. Yeah, so he went to Baylor and played tight end. And then he also had the opportunity to play uh, basketball. So he was a, a basketball player converted tight end. Okay. So now he helps us with the football program and the basketball program. That's great. And his wife went to Baylor too. And so it's always to have, it's always righteous to have a lady in perspective to help the ladies yeah. uh, in a situation that you're not aware of. And she helps our, our ladies out in all the situations. Yeah. And then we added Coach Jose. Coach Jose, he helps out with soccer. So we have a soccer program. Okay. We, have, we have many programs. We yeah. have a soccer program. We're building our volleyball program right now as we speak. Uh, but we're, 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 we're hope. We're the opportunity for the, 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 the ones that don't have opportunity. Uh, we're the error for the ones that nobody's putting air in. So yeah. that's, that's what we are. I like that, putting air in their balloons. Yeah. Because that's what they need. They got to have somebody helping them do that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always happen in the four walls of your home because there's so many other things going on, family, family life, family dynamics. So it's great to have outside adults that yeah. can fill that balloon up for you yeah. yeah and then we use they love a lot we use yeah. love a lot here and love breaks down all them barriers all them walls that the kids have in when they leave out that door i let them know i love you and i see you again but i also let them know that there's an opportunity for you to never see me again and for me to never see you again so let's not just put all our marbles on trying to make it pro let's make right. it pro in each other lives by being there for each other and being that impact that we need for right now you know what I'm saying? So our kids, they understand that, and they love me back. Uh, the parents know that I love their kids, and they bring them back, and we have a good, good, good charismatic charisma going on here, mm -hmm. and the kids love the vibe. That's great. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thanks. I like that you took a minute to talk to me. Lots of minutes. I think we talked for 20-something minutes, so I appreciate it. And Thank you. I've met you before, and so um, I am excited to get this out to people just so they can meet you. You're no quiet, doubt. you know, I you're am. quiet in this little town. And so I like you, it that way. I know you like it that way, but I want people to be able to see your face and hear, hear from you. So thank you for letting me do that. Thank you for the opportunity. And that's a wrap for today's episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at hustle underscore and underscore pro and subscribe on our YouTube channel, Hustle and Pro. We'll see you for next episode.